news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon. And of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rinse at a time, back with the three amigos. How you doing, Matt? I'm awesome. Excited for number four. Yeah, it's number four. We did sneak in a fourth one. You guys didn't know that was happening, but we're, we're here now. So, ah. Uh-huh. That's why you didn't give us a list of topics. Yeah, exactly. For the day. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of He's talking like, to you. My, Matt's a ninth grade dropout, but I know he can get to four. <laughs> His daughter can get to four. Yes. Uh, and Dion, how are you? Howdy. Doing great. I am ready for number four. Awesome. So, guys, what I want to talk about here are three books that are often, or at least two books, are frequently quoted when you talk to new real estate investors. And I certainly hope the third book eventually gets to be put on that level. And I'm going to talk to you about how I read them. Yes, I love that book. That book's awesome. (laughs) So the first book I read, I read this one when I was a teenager and it was The Millionaire Next Door. I'll share my experience with it. I just love to get your feedback on what what you read or took from it or what you've heard about it. Really what The Millionaire Next Door taught me was, frankly, be cheap, be frugal live below your means, right? The, the millionaire has the old truck, they drive the car. It's not the person with the Mercedes or the BMW, right? That was my big takeaway from the millionaire next door. So again, live below your means, be frugal, don't buy Starbucks coffee, you know, all of those things. Uh, Dion, what did you get from the millionaire next door? So my biggest takeaway from that book, which the, there's two books that we're gonna talk about today that are mindset books. They do not have actionable steps that you can take. This is one of those books. This book said, when you think of a rich person, what do you mentally construct? Well, that's the person (laughs) with a lot of debt. That's really not rich. When when you think of a millionaire, what do you think? Well, that's not the the reality is when the the title was good, millionaire next door. It's the person next door that owns the small business. It's the person next door that has just a few rentals. That's all it took to be a millionaire. But the person who's making one to $300,000 a year that we think is the millionaire has all the debt. Mm-hmm. and the student loan debt and the, the, the taxes and yeah. has structured their life to look rich, but isn't the actual rich. And then there were numbers that I took away that were kind of shocking. 12% out of 10,000 of the ones that they interviewed inherited their wealth. And so only 88% of millionaires uh, on that average are self-made. Yeah, and, and that kind of made sense to me. The the three people that I would have said, I don't know some millionaires before I got into investing. And now I know that I know more than that, but the three are all self-made. One, one had super rich parents who literally just cut him off from everything. Mm. And he was like, fine, I'll do this myself. Went out and pulled it off. The other was my brother who took, you know, two decades running a company and buying rental properties. Um, and another one was an investor in real estate. It wasn't the doctor. Like I know, I know our family doctor, they're, they're paycheck to paycheck, really good at their, their skill, their trade. Um, but definitely they're not the millionaire next door. Yeah. One of the first quotes in the original book that hit me really hard, and I, can, I still remember it, so you know it, it hit me, was big hat, no cattle. That was like page one or page two. And I was like, oh, big hat, no cattle. Yes, 
Yeah, I think you have some cattle, Dion. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Matt, I don't think you've actually read The Millionaire Next Door, but you've probably heard us talk about it and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, I drive a $2,100 car. Yeah, you, you're kind of leaving, living, breathing Millionaire Next Door, yeah. minus the gargantuan house, but... <laughs> and that's just and that's new in the last year and a half like everything else in my life my attire my yes. cars um i mean i think the i think the richest thing about us is my wife has a starbucks habit like oh. that's the richest thing about us yeah yeah yep. and i and i'm just like you know what like before that was that was something that was complete sacrilege mm -hmm. <clears throat> i'm just like no no starbucks were you kidding me yeah buy the beans we'll grind we'll grind them at home we'll figure it out we'll like get one of the kids and i like, grind them down but yeah it was it, it yeah, Dion. so matt if you haven't read the book then yeah. just out of the blue yeah. think of all of the millionaires in the country what do you think so this book is a little bit older so it might be a newer car now but what do you think was the most commonly owned vehicle of millionaires cadillac f-150 love it Trump. See, so the, the mindset, the shift of that book was, sure. we have a predisposition to think of millionaire as fancy. And yeah. the millionaire next door literally was the people driving the F-150s. Yeah. Not a fancy boy. I'm not, not fancy. fancy. Nope. I like yeah, there's, there's I like not a lot of F-150s in my neighborhood. There's a heck of a lot of <laughs> six-figure Teslas. Teslas. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's Teslas. A lot of Tesla plaids. <laughs> I raced one of those one time. Wasn't even close. Crushed me. P, yeah, yeah. The P100Ds. Oh, it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. My, I mean, that's like that's kind of the fun thing for us is it's like we, you know, I've had I've had a lot of fun cars. <clears throat> I'm a big car guy. I love cars like that. But the funny thing about us was is that it was really like our day to day was just very common, just very regular. You know, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we didn't we didn't all together change restaurants. We just went from the dollar menu to value meals. <laughs> there you go there you go so the other thing i took from the millionaire next door and dion said it right it was a mindset book for me yeah um, so live below your means sacrifice don't live fancy you know the guy with the mercedes not necessarily the millionaire it's the guy with the truck you know all of that um but it was it was kind of a it kind of made sense to me as someone who grew up with no money like save everything you can so it's probably why it spoke to me it's like you grew up with nothing. You had a baked potato a day. You know what, you know, that's why I still remember. Oh God. I remember finding a dime and feeling rich. I mean, how did I, that still disgusts me that at eight or nine years old, I found a dime and felt rich. That, oh, that's, just, that's, a, that's a feeling I wish I can get away from. But the huh. next book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's the book that, that book slapped me because up until 30 years old, so probably 12 years after I read Million Next Door, I get a book that basically tells me the last 10 years of my life has been the wrong. I've been doing it wrong. I allowed my lifestyle to expand because I let my income as my income went up. I expanded. I had nicer stuff. I was, I had allowed myself to get fancy and um, I'm very thankful for that book slapping me at the right. At, at, I don't know what it was. Maybe I, I guess I found it at the right time. Right, I'd suffered that huge loss, and I was searching. So the teacher shows up when you're searching, maybe. But it it set it set me on a brand new path that now is 20, 21 years, 22 years in the making. Still a mindset book, know how to. I've read it 20, 30 times now. There's still no how to in it, uh, but it certainly set me on a better path. So Dion, how about you? 
So I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in Matt's shoes when it comes to, I haven't read that book yet. I, I, I am a victim of this. I talked with people about money before I understood it. And it is a topic that doesn't come up enough when we don't teach our kids enough. And, and all of the, those, those things are factual. But people would bring up the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I had this men mental concept of, so the guy had a rich dad and a poor dad and they do things different. And if you figured out how to do things the way the rich dad did, your life will be better. Like that was my entire knowledge of the book. So it, wouldn't, it wasn't that I would say, I've read this book, you should read this book. I would say, this is a great book because it, it's a way of looking at life. Mm -hmm. It was 10 years. But, you know, I was like in my 30s when that book came out and it was 40 when I picked up that book and I realized the difference. The biggest takeaway from that book for me was asset versus liability. Yeah. I had a house. I had a car that was paid off because you know, I was buying $2,000 cars. So I didn't have car payments. And I, over time, I thought, oh, my house will appreciate. Every month I'm doing principal pay down. I've got this assets figured out, right? And then 2008 happens. I'm underwater because appreciation and principal pay down can disappear. Both can go away. And all of a sudden, the house that you're living in, it's not an asset. So it's kind of like the Schrodinger's cat of assets. Until <laughs> yeah. so you know the details, you don't know if it's actually an asset or a liability. And that was the biggest mental shift for me was, how do I acquire things that pay me mm -hmm. now and not things that people think are assets? People think not people, some people think that follow the traditional plan, put into your 401k, own your house by the time you retire, get rid of bad debt, and they stop thinking after that. Mm -hmm. So it, it, if it wasn't for that book, I don't know that I ever would have made the shift to how do I develop cash flow? And one, one of the stories in the book that he starts with is when he was a kid, he started making nickels. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Right. He, he was he was collecting toothpaste tubes to get out the lead. metal to melt. Yeah. Right. Had to learn what counterfeiting was. But from a little kid to get the idea of of how to make money. Yeah, literally make money. where. So I, you were eight. You found a dime. You, you feel frustrated that it made you feel rich. When, when I was eight, I worked in the onion fields next to my mom. My, my dad and my oldest brother left to another state. So my mom was all of a sudden she was 45, never had a job, never had a license. So all of a sudden she had to figure out how to make money. I would work in the onion fields with her and you got 50 cents if you bagged a bag of onions. And in a day, my best day, I remember making $16, hmm. but it wasn't mine. It would go to her. At the end of the day, I got to go to the roach coach, the, the truck with the food in it mm -hmm. and get a candy bar that I didn't have to share. Like, so I got this early concept, which kind of messed me up for life that you work really, really hard for a little bit of payoff instead of work for money that you put to work that didn't come until I found that book so to me the, the more people we can get that book to even though he became a guru that makes all of his money by doing training yeah avoid that read the book yeah he's got two <clears throat> books that people should read rich dad poor dad and cash flow quadrant yeah which we're going to do a video on my channel today about that I agree those, those, are, the are, those are the two books stop after that yeah so Matt, I know I don't think you read it either, but you probably heard enough people talk about it. Any thoughts on Rich Dad Poor Dad? Um, not particularly. Okay. I, mean, I think that yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think that there's all those books out there that people gravitate towards. I mean, I think it was funny because I remember going and hanging out with you know friends in their 20s and things like that. In the three times a year I would hang out because otherwise I was working 100 hours a week. Hmm. But that was something that they talked about, and it was just like, and you hear them talk about it. And the funny thing is, is that none of them really did it. Yeah. 
nothing really to well, do. There was nothing to do. It was more like, yeah. it was just like, again, you, either it either kicked you in the ass to get going or you're like, oh, that was cool. On to the, yeah. on to the next party. And that's really what, exactly. That's really what it kind of was. It was like, it's kind of, okay, next. You know, that's, right. what I, that's what I saw as far as like the result of it. Mm-hmm. So yes, but I think that, I think, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it from the perspective that it's something that really helped them. It's something that gave them a, a better um, mindset, you know, towards how they would handle money in the future. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think anytime you can get your hands on something like that, I think is very valuable. All right. Well, now the one that I'm very proud of one rental at a time, right? It, it's kind of, it, you read that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. It's, it's Olivia and I's story of, of 15 or 16 years. So um I know what it means to us, but I, I will let Dion will do the same order. Dion, what did that what did that book mean or, or, or feel like to you? So the the frustrating part about the book, One Rental at a Time, is that I found it in 2018. So I was six years into investing, maybe seven years into investing, and I picked up a book and I said, This is the blueprint. This is what I did. But the first three years, I wasn't doing any of this. Had I found this and known, I have the mindset that Matt's talked about a few times. How many hundreds of units do I need to be financially free? And it's just so big and daunting. Mm. And the book points out, just get to four. Your life changes at four. And you, it, (laughs) brain shuts off. The first books we talked about, Millionaire Next Door and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like I said, are mindset shifts. That There's no actionable steps. There's nothing in there at any point that says, like in one rental at a time, for 10 years, you can invest off the MLS, you know, from the MLS using traditional lending and create cash flow. Like you don't have to do fancy flipping. You don't have to do the Burr method. You don't have to do all these creative things that you can make a lot of mistakes on when you're first starting out that could just tank you. Um, So I actually, before I was on the channel, I had a box of these books at my desk and I would, you know, for two or three years, I was giving away the smaller Rich Dad Poor Dad books, which I actually think I have one of those here too. I do. So literally had the books and I would say, Hey, I've got about 10 of these. You want one? And I actually have staff in the beginning. I would say, Hey, if you finish this and we can have a conversation, I'll give you a hundred bucks to try to, and I've got a person right now, she's been at the company about seven months. And I did this seven months later, crickets. Like I'm even trying. So now box of these, when you stop by the desk and we come up to the topic of, of, of real estate, I'm like, Hey, would you like to make a hundred bucks? Yeah. <laughs> so. Go go to Dion's desk. That's what I that's what I took from that conversation. <laughs> so 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 help. So it's um, it's actionable. It it literally spells out. Here's the steps. Okay. Develop your bonds, your yeah. auto searches with your agents. Work with an agent. Work with traditional lending. Don't yeah. be all creative. Don't think it's big, scary, fuzzy. It is simple steps. Awesome. And Matt, what 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 did it mean to you? I read the book after we met and after I'd watched a bunch of hours on your channel. Okay. So I read it way after. Um, and I, and I loved it. And I was like, I literally said to Ashley, I go, guy wrote my book. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was only 10 years off. Oh, (laughs) but yeah, that was the thing is I read the book and I loved it. And I was like, Oh, that's this cool. is it. Like people process and product. Like this is how you do it. You know, you're the person and then it is building your team of people. And then it's a process around it. And then it's, what is that product that you're going to be doing? Yeah. And I think that it broke it down in a very granular fashion and understandable fashion. And that was one of the things where, you know, it's kind of funny because all of us are executives and all of us are trainers. 
-hmm. like naturally we teach people. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's kind of funny is it's like, it's fun for someone who likes to teach to get a new concept that they can also then teach. And so it's funny because it's like, you know, for me and for in my state and the people that I can impact, I can impact them based on what I know in my state, but by those rules, if it's out of state, I don't know what the rules are in that state. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to work in that state. And so you're breaking it down to very much a formula for this is what you're breaking in for, you know, this is what you're you know looking to break down mm-hmm. and the pieces that you're looking at, I thought was excellent. And again, it's one of those things where I, I give out your book a lot. I give out your book a lot, but my rule is with them. I don't give them a hundred bucks. I don't, I'm not that invested in that. <laughs> it's much, but it's much more. You got to tell me you're going to read it. If you tell me you're going to read it, I will check up on you. You will, you know that I'll check up on you if you read it or not. So it it sounds risky, but do you know how many times? So I gave away dozens of the book. Do you know how many times I gave away a hundred bucks? Twice. Eight years? Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. See video number three and see video number two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so I'm I'm really glad that guys that that, that book resonated with both of you. Thank yeah. you very much for giving it out. I'll I'll send you copies anytime you ask for it. So just let me know. But um, yeah, for me, Million Next Door in Rich Dad Poor Dad were mindset and one rental at a time was built on those legends. And I really hope it becomes something. It is going to become an anchor of how we help a million people. Yes. Right. Right. One of the things that most people will do before they really dive into learning the three of us is read the book. Mm-hmm. Right, to figure out, okay, what's the story? So that plus the three amigos FI on you on Facebook and our, our all of our weekly content individually. Woo, look at that. Books. <laughs> Books. Books. Pluralized. Yes, I need I need to get better at saying that. So guys, thank you for doing this. I just want to hear what the book meant to you. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Million Next Door meant a lot to me to see that one rental at a time at least for you two is on similar levels. That means a lot to me. So uh, thank you very much, Matt. How can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Lumberjack Landlord 1130 AM Eastern time on Sundays. And Mike, it meant more to me because I read yours. <laughs> I like that. And Dion, you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom and Tuesday evenings, 4 PM Pacific Standard. And I like the book. I listened to, to it. I don't know that I've actually read it yet. Um, after I record the audible version for 15 conversations with real estate millionaires, I am going to record a video of reading this to send to you for your channel with just a picture of the book. So they don't have to look at me reading the whole time, but it's going to read it because the audible version was my one critique. Yep. Amazon picked a weird voice and, uh, that weird voice cost me five grand, by the way. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you <laughs> listen to it, 1.75 X it sounds just better. as bad. <laughs> bad. Okay. <laughs> but you have to listen to it last yeah there you go all right guys thank you very much thanks mike adios